Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the man of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome, my dear friends and very distinguished listeners. It's Navigate with I.D. Such an honor and a privilege to be here. I give thanks to God Almighty for the privilege and the gift of life. Friends, here we are. We're inching closely, so closely to the 63rd anniversary of our dear country. And what else can we say? But um, happy birthday, Nigeria. Happy birthday, Nigerians. As we sit within the ambits of truly asking ourselves the big question. What next? Where are we heading? And what are the best things that are waiting for us? Therein lies the opportunity for us to look at the subject that we kicked off on Tuesday on this beautiful program called Your Business School on Radio. Yours truly, I have been inundated with a lot of, um, I would say, comments and very positive and warm responses that people are able to reach out to say, we are able to identify with some of these proverbs that you've shared. We love them. The message is very clear. And to that extent, they are also cost correcting and saying, what are they going to do differently? If you're just a first timer and you've not been on this series, where have you been? This is the time, this is the moment that we're looking at a very important aspect of our lives and it has to do with happiness. What is the happiness secret? So we started on Tuesday and looked at it from diverse dimensions. I started by sharing the fact that two things principally keep men, women, keep people away from embracing happiness. And that starts from self-deception. And we defined and uh, looked at the context of self-deception as the action or practice of allowing oneself to believe that a false or unvalidated feeling or, or idea or situation is true. There are so many people that are moved by that same spirit of self-deception. What else do we have? I called it self-delusion. That is the action of being deluded, a failure to recognize reality. So here we are in a state where these two factors are sitting side by side and a myriad of other items and entities that keep us from being truly happy. In the previous episode, we looked at some of them and I'm going to continue from there. But I'll also like to step into a terrain where I would, by reason of an announcement, say to you that come Saturday in the next two days, 30th of September at 9 p.m., we'll be having the September edition of the Ask ID series. And guess what? This time, it's a very touching topic that you and I need to talk about and open up to the realities of it. And it's about navigating our careers, our lives, our businesses, our families, and how we need to strike a balance. I mean, tough times don't last, but tough people do. But friends, if you want to be a part of it, 9 p.m. on Saturday, 
follow me. It's a live program on Instagram. My handle is at I-D-Y-E-N-A-N-G. I hope to share with you. And also, it's a forum where you ask very open questions. And by the grace of God, we'll trust God for wisdom to be able to share and learn and take it forward from there. That brings me right back into the saddle of happiness. I like this proverb that says, happiness is a perfume. You must pour it on yourself for others to appreciate it. Now, if you think about it and you say to yourself that truly happiness can be a perfume, how many people actually pour happiness on themselves for others to appreciate? Now, some do, but they do it in a veiled manner. And some of that comes when there's an element of deception or delusion. But deep down, they know that they are truly not happy. There are so many unhappy people that are done in the streets, and many people don't know. But I like this Sierra Leonean proverb, which is what I'll share with you. It says that a fish weeps, but you do not see its tears because of the water that surrounds it. So profound. You'll see a fish, but you don't believe that a fish weeps. A fish does weep. But you do not see the tears because of the water that surrounds it. There are so many people that you see that are languishing in opulence. They look like their lives are well sorted. They are rich. They are famous. But truth is, are they happy? Big question. It is because they are surrounded by water, just like the fish. You don't see the tears. But when they get into that small cocoon of theirs, that small four-roomed space, either in their minds or their hearts, they know truly where true happiness is. So happiness does not necessarily have to come simply because you find a man rejoicing and smiling all the time or a woman that is all over the place. The question is, are you happy? Friends, what is it that keeps us from being truly happy? On Tuesday, we looked at some of these, and I'll just take a quick recap. The first factor we looked at is when you look for happiness in the wrong places. Don't forget, we are piggybacking on a character, and that character is King Solomon, who has, in all respects, been accorded the privilege and the space of being the richest man who lived. But then there are secrets that are tied to the success wealth and happiness of this man, if any, as we look through the lens of Proverbs. And now Proverbs come as a way to give us some deep meaning, just like I've shared too with you this morning. If you're tuning in, I started by saying happiness is a perfume. You must pour it on yourself for others to appreciate it. That's in Nigerian proverb. The second one I did share with you was the fact that a fish weeps but you do not see its tears because of the water that surrounds it. Well, if those two mean anything to you, then you understand that anyone who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves abundance with its income. That too is vanity. So when you find people looking for happiness in the wrong places, what Solomon tells you, it's simply because it's an exercise in futility because it moves towards one direction called vanity. 
Vanity is that which looks marvelous on the face, but when examined more closely, it turns out to be of little worth. How do I know? At the end of Solomon's life, the man who was accorded such glamour, such respect, concluded that acquiring anything that lacks eternal purpose or value was empty in its power to provide true happiness. No matter what material things a person acquires, they soon lose their appeal. And that temporary happiness they provided, or whatever those things provided, will subside. That is a great space when you look for happiness in the wrong places. What else did we say could keep someone from being truly happy? When you do not have gratitude, when there is a lack of gratefulness, you will hear people say, you don't understand my circumstances. And when you hear that, it is coming from a very unhappy heart. And one thing you'll find is that many don't even understand that the little and minuscule or miniature gifts that they have, starting from even their bodies, are a reason to be grateful. You don't know how much of gratitude you should express with your eyes. The human eye cannot be compared to any camera. There is no sound system that has ever been created like the human ear. Neither can you have any other part of our body that anyone can compare. Is it the eyes? Is it the brain? You can compare it to any computer. Everything and everything that we have are gracefully given to us by God. You don't simply have to be an ingrate starting from your body. No man-made pump can compare to our heart. No computer can compare to our brain. And they are not a given. There are plenty of people whose eyes, ears, and hearts do not function as they should. We should be grateful for a wealth of things in our lives and the days that we take completely for granted. So, friends, I'm saying to you that when you look at it, happiness is a heartfelt joy that is consistent. It is persistent and it is lasting. When you don't experience it, it could be also because of the presence of envy. Why? Wrath is cruel and anger is outrageous. But anyone and who can actually stand before envy? You know, it starts by the little comment, if I had what he or she has, then I'll be happy. Who told you that that person is happy? You know, I look at ourselves and I wonder why many people fall into this entrapment. Everyone has all of those thoughts. You will sit back growing up. Maybe you live in a one-bed apartment and then you'll say one day, ah, I envy these families who are actually, you know, living in a house. Obviously, they have a lot of money. Then one day you buy your own house. Then you'll see that your small, nice apartment as nothing. Why? Because you are envying those who live in bigger and nicer houses. 
Maybe you've gone to see a friend or a family friend. Or maybe your boss invited you to his house, uh, courtesy of inviting the team to come for Briar or something. And you say, wow. And from that day, you live in awe of those who live in bigger, nicer houses. And maybe you just drive a small Toyota Corolla or Matrix or something. You start envying those who drive newer, nicer cars, SUVs. They're popping them out. That is how it starts. And you note also in marriage, you see that people envy friends who had happy marriages. It just seems that no matter what anybody gained or acquired, there was always a place of envy. Why? And then someday you'll find that you'll get into that space. Yet you still look up and say, I envy that person, those people, or those situations come to you. Come on. What it tells you is that you've just been taken off the track of happiness. Why? Because envy takes your eyes off what you have and focuses your attention on what you don't have. It reflects an attitude of arrogance and entitlement. When you are envious, miserable, and ultimately depressed, it will come as a tornado on you because envy brings misery and depression. The seeds of envy reside in everyone's heart and mind, but the activation of it is a function of how content you are. They need to be dealt with, my friends. You can't stop a bird from landing on your head, but you can stop him from building a nest on it. Can you stop a bird from landing on your head? The answer is no, because you're not going to see it. But you can definitely stop a bird from building a nest on your head. We cannot prevent envious thoughts from entering our hearts, but we can keep them from taking root. Yes, we can keep them from taking root. Why? You need to guard your heart with all diligence. That's why I started from diligence. And you know what the antidote is? Is being grateful. Gratefulness literally means to be full of gratitude. To be content. When your heart is full of gratitude, there is no room for envy to grow. You will enjoy and you will keep what you have. You will not be envious. What exactly keeps us, again, from being truly happy? I know that I can, at this juncture, share with you a Ugandan proverb. It says, if you do not see anyone looking at you, don't conclude that you are not being seen. And you know something? I like another Ugandan proverb that says, the lazy man blames his poor harvest on witchcraft. When you take this and then you feature it within the context of what else could keep us from being truly happy is that sense of entitlement. How do I know? Solomon said that every man's way is right in his own eyes. Today, my friends, no matter what people have or what they've been given, they often feel that they are entitled to more. Have you seen that spirit of entitlement in almost everybody? Look at today, we all sit back and we 
blame the government for everything. I'm not saying that the government does not have a role, but the government is not going to wake you up from sleep. The government is not going to tell you to brush your teeth. The government won't tell you to have a bath. The government will not tell you go buy clothes and look nice. Yes, the government may have the responsibility of securing your environment, securing the pathway of paving the roads well and ensuring that you have a smooth ride. But the government also expects you to do something, paying your tax. So if all of these elements don't go the way they should go, what then do we expect to happen? Is that sense of entitlement? Have you seen how entitled we are as a people? Sometimes it just makes me feel like everyone in Nigeria just feels, you owe me. The young ones believe that the older ones owe them a duty. Children believe that their parents owe them a duty. And they look back and say, I was not able to come out strong because my parents failed me. Could be possible. But the question is, did you come through the pathway the right way? The question is, why do some of us feel so entitled? Employees feel entitled to more than they are receiving from their employers. Yet, a lot of employees today are the ones even destroying the business where they are supposed to be making the money or the profit to be able to take care of them. Employees sabotage the business. I was just talking to my wife this morning and we're having a conversation. And she was sharing some of the challenges they are facing in their industry. She's in the medical profession and happened to be in the disciplinary committee and just said, I can't imagine the kind of things that we hear, stories that we hear. How employees of doctors or those that come through, they come in with their own POS machines to treat patients in the clinics, come in with their own medication, etc., etc. And I said, that's small. That if you look through it, I pity those that own restaurants, that own bars, that own lounges, because the guys will come with their own drinks. And you'll come and you see that those that are working in that particular place, all the high-end drinks, they will just find them on the shelf. You will see people drinking, but you will never see the money. When you ask, they will tell you it couldn't be true but they're selling their own. Which facet of our society would you get in that you won't find stuff? People feel they are entitled to more from every facet, whether insurance companies, healthcare providers, government agencies. But do they pay tax? Now your problem is, I pay. What are they doing with the one I paid? Why don't you fulfill yours if all of us, at least 7 to 80% of us, pay our taxes in whatever form or shape, what would happen? Somewhere along the line, there is room for responsibility. It's a collective responsibility. How often do you complain because you're not getting everything you think you're entitled to from one or more people in your life? I have people that will sit back and they just write a note and say, 
so so and so is happening. Send me money. This is my account number. Oh, I just lost my mother. This is my account number. Like a lady called me from the blues, a journalist. One year ago, I went to a speaking engagement. And from the blues, because they all had a mini press conference to interview me, I was a keynote speaker. And I don't know how she got my number. She called me a few days ago. And somehow, when I picked it, she then said, oh, I'm so-so-and-so. I'm a journalist. I met you at a function. And then I just want you to know that I have three children and I can't pay their school fees. I'm a widow. And I said, madam, where have I known you? She said, no, it was a function. And I said, uh, what function was that? Because I've had several functions that I've attended as keynote speaker. She said, oh, you had to do with this subject. I said, that was one year ago. That was about October last year. And I told her the venue at Necker House. She said, yes. I said, between that time and now, you've never one day called me or sent a message. How did you get my number? And then the next thing is she's telling me, sorry about that. I sent you several messages. I said, you did? I said, I'm not sure. If you know you did, go back to the same message you sent to me and forward a new message. Of course, she didn't. By the time she sent the message, if I read it to you on air, you'll be amazed at how far people have gone. She just woke up from the blues. And then, remember this long list of people that she's probably been privileged to interview at different times. And the snoop. You know, one of the reasons I don't give my numbers, I don't also go about doling out my cards. I don't. Well, my numbers, to some extent, may get to be public, especially the one that I've kept for years. You know, the whole thing started in, I think, 2000 or something. So it's been some 20 years. That's what I meant. Sorry. And you then feel people are entitled. How can you be entitled? And such people will walk away and go tell stories about you to another, to many others, but they will never tell you the truth. And when you hear such, if you're not careful, they could break your heart. This morning, I was also sharing with a fond and very bosom friend of mine who is one of our best um, acclaimed producers. And we're just talking about part of the challenges that we face when you try to help young people. Some of them come out with requests for this and that. I, I can't stop telling you some of these things and you'll be sh shocked if I were to open the Pandora. From nowhere, you go address a school or address um, a certain group of you know, youths who are coming through and the next thing you get is a barrage of sorts asking you to help here, help there. There's nothing wrong with helping. But it is when you turn that around and if the person doesn't answer, you turn around and badmouth give that person a bad name, they bring out the narrative, which is so false. Why do you have to do that? Simply because you complain. Because you're not getting everything you think you're entitled to from one or more people in your life. Friends, here is the law of life we should all be aware of. As long as our heart is focused upon what we don't have and on what we think we are entitled to, we will not be happy. 
hear this and hear it well. And this is very important and very instructive. Even as we go into our 63rd anniversary, imagine Nigeria, 63-year-old man, every sitting in a seat of entitlement, and you're waiting for this person to bail you out. Some people just sit down and all they do is send out messages saying, please help me, uh, I need this. There's an old, very old colleague of mine way back, every Sunday he sends out a message saying, greeting me and my family. He does that. And the next thing that follows is begging. When I shared this with one of my colleagues who we all started our careers together, it was now a common practice that he was doing around everybody. Initially, when he used to do it some years back, I thought, oh, this is just extending the hand of fellowship. But he had gone beyond, the handshake had gone beyond the elbow. That's where you begin to ask yourself, what exactly is going on? Friends, this is the summary, and this is where I'll tell you something. As long as your heart is focused on what you don't have, and what you think you are entitled to, you will not be happy. What is this other element that comes to the party that keeps us from being truly happy? It could be acts of foolishness. Honestly, anyone that trusts in his own heart is a fool. But whoever walks wisely will be delivered. That's a proverb. The final obstacle that stands as a roadblock to happiness is our own unwillingness to look outside ourselves. We rely solely upon our understanding, our own heart, and make our decisions based upon our feelings. Solomon said, whoever trusts in his own heart is a fool. Why? Because our feelings are not only reliable, they can change in a moment. Our feelings are subject to an emotional roller coaster. One moment we are happy, the next we are sad or depressed. One moment we are filled with love, the next we are filled by or driven by anger. One moment we are full of confidence and the next thing we are filled with fear and worry. Whoever trusts solely in his own heart is ultimately betting his future upon his own finite knowledge and the whims of his feelings. No wonder Solomon calls this foolishness. Friends, we'll be right back. Don't go away. This is just to pay some bills. When we come back, we'll look at the overcoming the barriers to personal happiness. This is Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome back, my dear friends, and it's Navigate with ID, your business school on radio. We're looking at a subject that is very important and one that tends to elude a lot of us. And if you're just joining us, I bid you welcome. It's the subject of happiness. In the first answer, we talked about those items or what you'd call elements that keep us from being truly happy. And I did x-ray a bit of that, and I shared same with you. And these things are the ones that actually take us away from embracing true happiness. But in stepping beyond this, this segment, would like to look at how we can overcome the barriers to personal happiness. But before I get into the gist of that, I'd like to share one or two proverbs with you. And the first one that I'd like 
you know, put, put on the table for your consideration is the fact that the hunter who does not sharpen a spear will soon become a lion's dinner. That is a proverb from Malawi. Another one from Kenya speaks to the fact that the farmer who kills his cock for supper denies himself from being awakened by its going in the morning. So if you juxtapose these two proverbs, you'll find that they have a very strict hint around preparation and being prepared. So what we do in the next couple of minutes is how you need to prepare yourself so that you can overcome the barriers to personal happiness. And in doing this, it will help you a lot because you cannot give yourself to the lion as its food because a hunter who does not sharpen his spear will soon become a lion's dinner. No, you don't want to be the lion's dinner in like manner. You don't want to be that farmer who will kill his cock for supper and at the end of the day will not be able to have some have the cock crowing in the morning to wake him up. So what do you need to do? The first thing to do is to develop a grateful heart. I started by saying that in the previous stanza, and here I am repeating it again because overcoming the barriers to personal happiness is simply a matter of doing what we are ultimately advised to do using the proverbs. I've used that of Solomon. I've used the ones from Africa within our own jurisdiction. And I hope that these proverbs make sense. They bring you out of the place of delusion or deception. Because you can't be that lazy man that will continually blame your poor harvest on witchcraft. What is it? Are you the only one that can be taken by witches? If you cannot sit in a space where you develop a grateful heart, then you're food for the lions. This simply means that throughout each day that you focus on those things for which you are grateful. I did say to you all that I have a bosom friend who does one thing. She keeps a parchment at her bedside and at she goes to lay down to sleep. She writes down five things that she is grateful for that has come through that day. For those who are currently having a hard time overcoming some devastating setback or sorrow, you know something? This simple skill can actually help you. It's such a place like going for treasure hunting. Just look through. It's like looking for a needle in a haystack, especially if you've come through a devastating setback. You need to treasure hunt. I am sure that there are things that you will be grateful for. When you apply this simple skill, it will help you discover hidden treasures in even your most traumatic experiences. And once you discover those treasures, Nothing will stand in your way to gain a grateful heart.
The second thing that we need to do is to eliminate totally sense of entitlement. Honestly, if there's one thing that is destroying us as a people, is this sense of entitlement. We must be able to say openly to ourselves and speak the truth. Truth can be bitter, but truth is just what you need. You know, there's this Guinean proverb that says that truth is an illness that can be cured. Death cannot be cured. Whenever truth shoots, there can be a trace of falsehood. So if you are going to overcome the barrier of personal happiness, you have to eliminate the sense of entitlement. Don't you understand that you guys will be parents someday? And what you're doing, you'll get a double dose, if not a quadruple dose, or even 10 times more. But the fear is, what future are we seeing? If we don't eliminate this sense of entitlement, many young people today, many of them will die of heartbreak in the years to come because their children will give them double, triple, quadruple of what they are doing now. And many of them can't stand it. And they will not be able to withstand it. When they see their own children curse them right before their eyes, because they are sowing the seeds now and they never will get old. Oh, they'll be young. You are in your 20s. You are going to be 20 forever. You are in your 30s. Oh, you are going to be a 30 year old forever. Wait. Time will tell. Time is a record of events. Time will tell. So, this sense of entitlement of we know it, it's our generation. You guys don't understand us. We are techie. We are this, we are that. Tobaya, you will understand. For some of you, let me give you this Ghanaian proverb. However high your shoulders grow, they can never attain the same height as your head. So keep on feeling that it's your generation. Keep on doing all the nefarious things you are doing and you think you're in your 20s, you can get away with it. You're in your 30s, you can get away with it. You're in your 40s or mid-40s. Now, anybody in his 50s who does that is already lost. That one is a forgotten case. I can't, I can't help you again. Just wait for the time and the chance to happen to you. Because I can tell you what will happen down the road. You are not only taking away your personal happiness in the future, you will be lying in the space where this Kenyan proverb says, if a leopard sells goat meat, few people will buy it. When the time comes, when you get older, you will now realize that all of these things that you are doing, when you present your name before anybody, hmm, very few people will reckon with your name and your family, including those that are still in the country dry. And this Kenyan proverb will remain, will be there. Why? It says, if a leopard sells goat meat, few people will buy it. Keep on stealing. Keep on abusing people. Keep on destroying people's lives because you don't understand the place of justice. If you do understand, you will know 
that no one knows what goes on behind closed doors. Mm-mm. It's still short. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Friends, eliminating a sense of entitlement is a way to overcome this barrier to personal happiness. I needed to bring this aspect, especially to all of us, because there are expectations we have of all kiddos, whether employer, whether employee, whether children, whether spouse, friends, relatives, government, etc. As you do this, you'll be amazed by the results. Can I be honest with you? I rarely come into any party with expectations. In fact, in some cases, I have no expectations. I want people to surprise me because I don't want to get myself in trouble. You will be a happier person. You will gain increased ability to love and respect others unconditionally because you had no expectations. But when you heap so much expectations, you begin to have this sense of entitlement. Oh, this is what will happen. Yes, now, I know this guy. Is going to give me this amount. The third thing that we need to do is to root out every single trace of envy. You know, that people will say in Yoruba language that Kokorotunja for Nuefaloa, that the Kokoro, the insect that is eating the plant, is in the plant. Everything you find me talking about overcoming these barriers where actually the real McCoys that keeps us from being truly happy. So we need to whine. We need to reverse engineer. When you find yourself envying what others have, remind yourself of three important facts. Number one, you don't know the whole story of the challenges in other people's lives. Everything a person owns is left behind at death. And death can take anyone at any time. These are important facts. You don't know their whole story. How happy or unhappy you really are. Or what they have sacrificed to acquire that which you envy. You are envying a man that is driving 10 SUVs. You don't know if he, what he had to sacrifice. You don't know if he's Are you going to Ebelebe too? The day they carry you to the altar and say you need to sacrifice your mother or your daughter or your wife, are you ready? So there are people that are enjoying the largesse of but guess what? It is short-lived. We have seen too many cases, live cases before our eyes. They call themselves king of money. They've gone. They're gone. They've long forgotten because it's just for a moment. Envy. Now, the question you need to ask, whenever you are in that space, did they sacrifice their personal lives? Did they make ethical or immoral choices? You don't know. You see someone being appointed. Do you know what that person must have done? Do you know how much sacrifice that person must have put on the table? Whether it was unethical or immoral? Do you know if they sacrifice time with their families? Regardless of what they have, remember one thing, friends. When they die, they will leave it all behind. 
Friends, I'm only in my 50s. Yet, I've already seen some of those that envied and passed on. I've seen some people that I envied also. I am like David, who saw the prosperity of the wicked, and he'll be asking questions, but why? <laughs> and he had to be led by the Spirit of God, and that's why he wrote that beautiful psalm in 78. And he said, I did not know the truth until I entered the sanctuary. And that's when I saw the end of the weekend. So you may be like me, you may be like David, because you may have envied. I'm in my 50s, yet I've already seen some of those I envied pass on. They left behind their riches and their families. Friends, can I be honest with you? I would rather be broke and have more time to enjoy with my family than have billions of naira and die prematurely. That I'm in my house and I can drink gerium sulfate and put some equatious tendencies inside. They look like meatballs. By the time you swallow gerium sulfate with some equatious tendencies and with some cold water, if there's sugar, genge, if there's no sugar, genge, you put it in, the crunchiness of your teeth will bring the sugar out of the granite. All I'm saying to you, whenever you feel envy, let your feelings of envy serve as a signal to reset your focus on those things for which you are grateful. Stop looking at what is not your own. Why are you bothered? Why are you allowing your feelings drive you nuts? You know, when I tell you that you know, this Zimbabwean proverb says, no one knows what goes on behind, behind closed doors. No one knows who. The strength of the soldier ants lies in their number. So when you see all of these things happen, you will then understand that it's not everybody that is given to understand the vicissitudes of time. Permit me to share this proverb with you. No matter how excellent a dancer you are, you will one day have to yield the floor to someone else. What I'm saying to you, friends, is discover your happiness. With. Wisdom is not simply knowledge. It is knowing the truth about something. It is not merely something you store in your head like facts in an encyclopedia or a database. Wisdom involves action. And as you simply know and state it, it is the effective application of truth to your daily behavior. There is nothing else, but you and I need to build a life upon a foundation of wisdom and learning. That's why, by the grace of God and by the auspices of His Spirit, I'm saying to you, friends, that you must begin to take away those barriers to your happiness. Those things that are currently keeping you from being consistently happy. Stop looking for happiness in the wrong places. Don't be ungrateful. Don't envy others. Don't have a sense of entitlement. Eliminate foolishness. You know what foolishness is? Trusting solely in your own heart or feelings because feelings will not get you far. It's only feelings. You'll feel feel. Balanced judgment is when you is between the head and the heart. 
So what are you going to do differently, friends? In order to forge ahead and to make the best, you need to make a list of the things in your life that you should be grateful for. Start with the most obvious and the most important, but please don't stop there. Keep adding to the list over the next few months. As we are in the ember months, you will discover that you have an incredible list that you would review every day. By the time you're going back to each of the things you found that were so great that you had done in the past, you'll be amazed and encouraged you'll be. Those hormones will come through that will bring out true happiness. Friends, a ripe fruit will not hang forever on a tree branch. No, that's a proverb from Cote d'Ivoire. And if you doubt it, you and I can walk over to Equatorial Guinea. And this is also very prevalent in Nigeria. This proverb says, you do not learn to use your left hand in old age. You know, there's a beauty in Africa. There's a beauty in African proverbs. Proverbs speak. They're deep. And that's why I've resorted to utilizing proverbs to drive edge and to allow you and I to gain some wisdom. And this is where I'll once again invite you and remind you that in 48 hours plus, on Saturday precisely on the 30th of September, the last Saturday of the month, we're going to be having Ask ID series. And this time around, we are looking at a very, very touchy but interesting aspect, and which is about how we are going to learn some lessons and be with each other, how we are going to navigate life, navigating career and family, and how to find the balance. It's going to start at 9 p.m., exactly 9 p.m. for an hour. It's live, and it's on, going to run on Instagram. My handle is at I-D-Y-E-N-A-N-G, and so are other platforms. I ask you to doggedly follow so we can jointly share. We can share knowledge, we can share experiences, and you and I can move away from this whole space and get into a space where in our careers, in our lives, we cannot be found wanting. We shouldn't be found wanting. And you know that we won't be found wanting. When we share our experiences very well, we know that there's just one thing that will keep us running and roving, and that's the truth. It's the truth that you know that will always set you free. So, friends, here lies that place. The true happiness secret is when you and I will be able to eliminate those barriers that will keep us away from being consistently happy. Thank you so much for listening. I know it's been quite a stretch, but I trust God that you and I will come out different, better, and special. And once again, happy independence anniversary to you, fellow Nigerians. We trust God for a new nation, for a new Nigeria that will stand strong and generations will definitely be proud of the heritage. Thank you and God bless you. Goodbye. This is Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds.